1: Up. Welcome to episode number three fourteen of On the Corner, the official PitcherList. podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by Mister Strongarm
0: himself, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Uh, you always clip, and one of these days we're going to figure that out. We're gonna. I, I, you can't contain my excitement. Recording <laughs> software. You can't. You can't. Uh, oh, man, oh. this is this is top one hundred week. I right, we've got oh, this yeah. podcast, which is my updated top one hundred, and then on Wednesday. Mr. strong Arm himself has forced Alex Fast to put out his on Wednesday. That's not why I was strong-armed.
1: I, oh. I, 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 that's not why I was strong-armed. you, no. you, you I got to get these out. You're right. Kristen's already starting to feel the Braxton Hicks contractions. Oh, wow. Is the baby coming? Is oh, it my not? God. That, that, that doesn't mean that the baby's like definitely coming right away, but uh-huh. we're, we're getting there. The reason yeah. I said strong-armed... I didn't want to do this one. I wanted to stay as unbiased as possible. Oh yeah. And I already, yeah. I already looked at your rankings, and I yeah. cursed you, Nick. I cursed you. Do you why? understand me? Why? I, I threw your name into the mud because yeah, there were things that I saw that I, that already swayed my
0: rankings that I did not want to be swayed. Huh? Well, we well, we'll talk you, about that. If you tonight. recognize the sway, you can counterbalance the sway. You can't debate the sway. You can't sway the how sway. sway.
1: That's a great song. <laughs>
0: um, isn't that isn't that a
1: Thundercat song? Right? How sway? Sure. Uh, how sway?
0: Totally. Anyway, yeah, uh, oh, that song's uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, and guess what? I just got news. By the way, the Legacy League, and I'm going to post this on Twitter. I might do it right now during this podcast. Do it. Um, the PL Legacy League is on its way. We're doing a slow draft. And slow draft in the pitcher list world means we've gone through nearly four rounds on the first day because we're that awesome. Um, and, and Fast has been, what have you been messaging me every single time it's your pick, Fast. Well, we're in each other's noodles all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All
1: right. That's the phrase I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick and I have been going back and forth about some of these things. And it finally, well, oh, oh, there's so much to discuss. I, okay, we'll start with my story. Um, <laughs> I had two opportunities uh, to take Starling Marte, to have my little Marte parte. And I didn't do it. It wasn't necessarily because of the oblique injury. It actually was nothing more than. I don't know. Maybe i have a little bit more fun and take some players that I'm not used to to taking. So through four rounds, I ended up going Harper, Bueller, Tim Anderson, and Pete Alonzo. I really was going to take Marte in round three. He ended up coming back around in round four. I feel like I'm doing okay with a nice uh, stolen base foundation with Harper and Anderson. I figured why not get a few more home runs with Alonzo. He looks like he's fine after that terrifying car accident. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with, with the foundation that I have so far. I think it's, it is what I want it to be, which is a balanced team. I will say Nick and I can't draft together because we don't like one another's drafting styles. And I gotta say, Nick, I really
0: love your start. I really, I I got a, I got a fantastic start. Yeah.
1: I, this could be your life, Nick. This could be you every year drafting an sp
0: in the first three rounds well if it's zach wheeler in the third yeah i'm gonna take zach wheeler i've said this before that i'll do that you know and like before i got to Grom, i was like i think this is gonna be fun because also i feel like in this league specifically um we always push up pitching every single time and and it's, it's, it's important for for me to you know to understand that and get ahead of it in some way because i can i remember doing it three years ago Having to draft, uh, I mean, like the seventh, eighth rounds they normally would and just there being nothing, nothing left. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry. Right, so I got Zach Wheeler. I got Lewis Robert in the second, too, which is like shocking to me um, mm-hmm. that he fell all the way to uh, the 23rd pick. So Soto, Robert Wheeler, I feel good. It's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, no. yeah, it's and, really nice. And I also did a tout draft, but we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk things. about that. Uh,
1: a little bit next. We don't, it's not more important. It's just very, the, there's, everything's on equal scale of importance here. Um. What was I just going to say about your draft? Oh, you know what I realized too, when I was, because
0: there was a part of me where it was like, oh, guess who just went. After I know I battle. did that. I just did that. I thought I meant to tell you. I did. What? I totally forgot. I got distracted. I did the draft pick for it. It's, it's oh, because Ben. Day. Yeah.
1: It was Ben wanted to choose Starling Martin. That's very funny. Yeah.
0: Um, I
1: had a realization. So at the beginning of the second round, there was a little run between Metzlar, Austin Bristow, and Max Posner, where it went Scherzer, Degrom, and Woodruff. And I realized, like at that point, I was like, maybe I should pivot here. I really like to take a starting pitcher in the second round um and uh, to be honest i didn't i was a little concerned about wheeler with the shoulder enough to put bueller ahead of him and i didn't really like bieber or urias to rely on as my sp1 and the other realization that i had is because we're in a league with you Mm -hmm. streaming becomes much more difficult
0: interesting you know what i mean it's not i can't go to the wire and do that it is one dollar bids
1: it's not about that. It's about like you have you have good foresight and you're able to jump on it soon. And your old strategy, which was a lot of churn and burn at the back of a rotation, afforded you the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And I also think that as a result, because of this room, like you said, pu- pitching has to get pushed up a little bit, especially because I know me and I'm not going to be able to be as active with this dang baby. So I'm going <laughs> to have to have a more
0: solid yeah. rotation anyway. So we, uh, by the way, we also do 11 a.m. waiver. I believe, I yeah. uh, so just it's Aiden. kind of annoying. I hate it. I, 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 don't think anyone really likes it, but we have to do that um, because Why? we all have different time. We all have different times. We can't just do a normal free agent pool thing, and we want there to be some sort of waiver bid, and that's the only thing that we can get set up that works. Um, I don't. Wa- I want it to be something where like waivers go at four in the morning, and then it's a free agent pool until uh, starters the next day. But I don't. Know, it just doesn't work. Like that. Wait, is it 11 reason. now? I, last year, I thought it processed at like 2 a.m. Or maybe that was a, another. Oh, game. I don't know. We'll look into it. But anyway, it's always a waiver year. wire. It's always constantly like that, which makes it a lot more difficult for me because I do the roundup. And oftentimes I do the roundup and I discover something. And all I want to do is like go to my fantasy teams and like add someone <laughs> before everyone yeah. else like wait today fast.
1: Well, today, what we're doing is we are, as Nick said, it is top 100 week. Nick released his revamped top 100. The people said, Nick, I love your lists. I'm tired of them being broken up in 20 people chunks. I want a big old list, a big boy yeah. list. And I that's know. what Nick gave us. <laughs> and he updated it too. And before we go into it, you got to read the notes, you turkey. There's a oh, lot of valuable information.
0: Seriously. Read the notes. It explains a lot. There's a lot of like, hey, I don't understand why this is that. Like, I, I It's in the notes. I spent a lot of time writing them. Please read it.
1: <laughs> it's under the sauce. Where are the notes? It's, it's like that meme. Like, where's the where's the cheese? It's under the sauce. Um, mm. there is, I will say, though, there is yes. one person who fell off this list that surprised me that there isn't a note on. Who is um, that? There's. He is a person that's in the uh, other starting pitchers I considered, but there's no note as to why he fell off. Uh, who am I talking about? Well, we'll find out as we start to break down
0: this list we're going to go well, through there's a 100. there's a reason for all the other starting pitchers i considered it says <laughs> a reason it says well yeah but it's not i don't think it's a good enough reason i mean i can't yeah all right well then well then you'll challenge me and we'll talk i mean i i think i know who it is but who do you think it is i uh, i think it's Yusei kakuchi uh no it is not to, Yusei Kikuchi. oh Okay. Not to Yeah,
1: I can understand. I can understand. I, I. So meanwhile, I've done uh, seventy-five it? pitchers. I've done seventy-five pitchers, and I'm, I can understand Kikuchi not being on there. But there is one that I'm a little bit curious about. We're skipping cool. one through nine. There's no major changes. Oh um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold
0: on, fast. Hold whoa. on. You got to give the people what they want. Is okay. The song? Um, music? No, no. Uh, what did we start doing last year for every edition of the list? Oh, my God. What's it called and why is it called that? Yes. Cheers. Yes. Okay. We're back, huh? We're ba- of course we're back. Baby, it's the you list, the first real thing of the list. Look at us. Give <laughs>
1: the people what they want. People want OnlyFans, and you know it. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> You've forgotten for like three podcasts, and it was so no. wonderful.
1: OnlyFand lives within me. Um, okay, all, all right.
0: I- With all this banter, we're going to go a little bit long on this podcast. And, oh yes, God, we're past... We have the first tier, oh, okay. and because nothing has moved, well, I'm calling it uh, the George Bluth tier because no touching.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say because you blew yourself because it's all blue, but that's not the one. It wouldn't be Tobias. George Bluth then. That's Tobias, yeah. DeBias, yeah. <laughs> uh, no touching. Very good.
0: Love that. All right. Love that name. Uh, and so that is that, was Cole Burns, Woodruff, Wheeler, Bueller, Scherzer, DeGrom. And the one point I want to make here is uh, – I. Wheeler is still above Bueller. And you're like, what are you talking about, Nick? Uh, Zach Wheeler um, is a little bit behind, right? He's not actually ready to go in that first series or so. What I think is going to happen is that Zach Wheeler is still going to pitch, but it's going to be like 60, 70 pitches or so. It's not going to be the full like 90, as you know, would to see with Zach Wheeler. And get this, the Dodgers have come out and said, because of Jeff Zimmerman's incredible mining of the news, as we'll probably mention in every single podcast until the start of the season, that the Dodgers are going to limit their starters to 75 pitches in their first start. So, what's the big deal between Wheeler and Bueller then? I'm not going to like make a massive change for that one start that could be the same ultimately that I would drop them in the rankings. It's not, that's not what I'm going to do. So, I'm going to leave Wheeler for
1: all right i'm gonna i'll go into why i rank them differently in mine i will say this though it's under 15 minutes and we have our first digression how interesting <laughs> is it going to be when like all right let's take verlander for example right sure. let's say he comes out and he has two outings 50 oh actually no let's take it back let's take it to Strasbourg. okay okay someone who said, "Hey, guys." I'm throwing up both my middle fingers. I'm taking six weeks, and I don't care if it's real games or it's not real games, okay? That's what okay. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say he gets lit up in the first two games. Sure. He's still working on something. And this, could you could replace Strasburg with any pitcher because maybe they had a shortened spring. I wonder how crazy the waivers are going to be and i wonder how crazy maybe trades are going to be it just i just have a sense that i wonder if pitchers finally they they didn't want a truncated spring it seems like hitters are the one who wants truncated spring we have a truncated spring and now i wonder if a lot of pitchers in april are not going to look the way
0: that we expect yeah i i can't agree more about that it's going to be really tough and i'm going to tell you that streaming is going to be tough for me in the beginning i actually think last year despite having nearly 100 wins for the year I was like 100 I think I was like 98 and I don't know and 60 or something like that I uh, know more than that but I uh, April I started zero and six <laughs> like last year because it's really really hard the first week yeah. to figure out who exactly is going to go long enough and you don't have really much data for their ability either um, someone is on this list that we'll talk about that I think is a really good first week stream and I was really upset I didn't sneak into tout. Uh, someone else snagged it for me at the $1 bid, and I was so upset. I was just so funny of who that is. But uh, I will say one other thing about the list this year, and this was brought up in Twitch chat. It was it was alive today, by the way. I'm going oh, 9 a.m. Monday through Friday now until the end of September, save for the All-Star God. break, right? So 9 a.m. in the morning, hang out, and then I did this stream at uh, 1 a uh, one p.m. today. It was awesome. We we're, we're, we're kicking it. So, and I said, look, guys, the badges, they kind of, you know, it's rough for me. I can't check 10 boxes and do it for 100 guys every week, right? Something's changed. I can't really keep up with this. Someone had a really great suggestion said, Hey, Nick, what if you only have one badge assigned per pitcher instead? Mm. And that's like the thing that matters most. And I love it. I think that's That's such a great method. That's what I've done now. And uh, I, I'm going easily keep track of that moving forward, right? It's just one box. I'll be able to quickly see it and move it. So Love it. that's what we're doing moving forward there.
1: Love it. Let's bring us now into tier two, where we're talking about Alcantara, Urias, Bieber, Ray, and Giolito at eight through 12. What's it called? Why is it called that?
0: Oh, dang. I, I forgot we're doing this again. Right. <laughs> I forced it and I completely forgot. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's go with uh, the hockey shift because they're like not as good as the first one but i'm okay like shifting all of them like they're going to they're just as good as the first one but like mm-hmm. they're not but they're still really good so like the 6th man award in the NBA yeah, yeah i'm not really proud of this good. but because it was five of them that's why i was thinking like a full shift of hockey
1: mm, you're one yeah. for two
0: i know i know um
1: it's all right it's spring training for (laughs) For everyone Uh, we're not going to discuss we're not going to discuss too many of the people up here because there's not a lot of movers and shakers but don't worry as we start to progress there are more movers and shakers we're moving on to tier three which is 20 giolito's throwing harder
0: he moved up two spots into the tier he wasn't there before neither was bieber uh but uh yeah giolito's goes two spots because he's throwing harder now in the spring which is pretty cool and uh i kind of realized like wait a second i'm i can trust giolito for 175 plus pretty easily and i think he's got a pretty high floor so go giolito i'm a fan very very interesting i think he didn't he just went in our
1: draft um as i was like oh that's interesting yeah fourth round yep
0: so what about bieber made you change your tune was it all the arguing i did for him no it was that he's apparently healthy and everything's fine Hmm. i mean i'm still worried about the the velocity um steal. Well, I mean, he still had a, a um, I'm sorry. I'm still worried about on the velocity. I'm still worried about the fastball command. That was the problem in the first three week, months last year. Uh, but the fact that like this, me being spooked in, uh, in September or whatever is out off the table. Then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll put him above Ray, but I still have Alcantara and Urias ahead of Shane Bieber.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Can can we go to this next year? Cause there's, there's some exciting movement in this tier and I like it. Absolutely. All right. 13 through 20, Lynn, Morton, Freed, Musgrove, Webb, Gaussman, Peralta, Nola. The biggest movers are Morton up eight, Gaussman and Nola, both down five. Let's break it down. Let's start with Morton up eight.
0: What is this called and why is it called that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) We both have forgotten in the span of. uh, I am going to. Yeah, we're doing great here. This is. Oh, man, I I'm going to go with the corner slice. So like think of it like you have like a square pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally regard the corner slices as the worst one. You 100%. get the least amount of like the the major thing. Yeah, but it's still pizza. Mm. So I'm happy to have it. You know, it's not an ace. I think it's good. but yeah. Corner corner the
1: corner slice. <laughs> I, I just worry that people are gonna hear that and think more about pizza than they are about pitching. Why is
0: Morton go up eight? That's a that's a big that's a big jump. It is a big jump. So I think this is more of an indication of the rest of the tier. And I uh it, it's kind of weird. I, I really buy into like how good Charlie Morton is. Um and the injury questions aren't as large as I think I weighted them before. Meanwhile, um I gave more You know, I didn't give enough weight to Nola's fly ball issues last year and helping the ball more in a bad way. Um, Gaussman, I don't think I waited enough, him leaving San Francisco Um, and also just going to Toronto, which, I mean, isn't the worst. I also heard this doing a humidor, which is kind of cool. Might help Mm -hmm. the fact that their park factor only really matters home runs. And if that goes down, then that's actually a good thing. But still very scary ALBs. It's just such a large shift that despite all the ability changes in the positive realm for Gaussman, I have to go against that a bit. Um, I believe in Logan Webb a little bit more, but I'm still a little bit like how good is his ability actually? I, I like Joe Musgrove and Max Fried, but honestly, like Charlie Morton has been like the most sturdy and overall effective guy. And I felt that in drafts, I was kind of hoping to have more and more. I mean, that's the big difference between February and now. I mean, sure, we have some extra information about some free agents and some injuries and whatever. But the other element is that I'm six weeks more into figuring out my own biases and feelings and now i'm finding oh wait i am actually leaning a little bit more on the morden side than i was before
1: i dig it i mean i i was looking into him last night and it's just crazy how consistent that curveball's been for his entire career it has a amazing pitch yeah it's a sub 200 woba over almost 7,000
0: thrown release the notes fast release them release Uh, the notes no no, there's hashtag, m- year. hashtag release the notes.
1: Oh my God. Someone's going to get confused and some cute person's going to show up at my door. Um, all right. You've hit on all the major ones here. I think those are all very apt. Nice to see Musgrove jump up a little bit too. Um, although I kind of was surprised to see Freed move up a little bit. I didn't think Freed that's really a product
0: redagged. of That's a product of Flaherty and Sale gone. And okay. Gaussman going underneath Freed. Like I didn't okay. touch Freed. Oh, all right. So just a product of movement. Um, moving into
1: tier four, this is 21 through 28. Manoa, Trevor Rogers, Justin Verlander, Frankie Montas, Shane McClanahan, you Darvish, Jose Barrios, and Luis Castillo. What's it called? Why is it called
0: that? Oh, right. Um, I'm going to say uh, Pink Starburst. Okay. Um, because, you know, I don't really like say, what do I want to have right now? And go like, oh yeah, Starburst for dinner or something. No. But if I'm going to have starburst, I want it to be these guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know? That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So almost the, <laughs> almost like the center cut of a square pizza where it's, you know what I mean? It's the piece you want.
0: Yeah, but pizza I'm okay having for All dinner. Right. No, no. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Good point. So the, the biggest jump here
1: um, is Verlander who jumps up 10. Uh, obviously the velocity looked good in spring training. That's enough for you to think, okay, he could be the ball. That's
0: the biggest. That's the biggest question. If I really thought he could be the boy again, he'd be in tier two. Yeah, Um, but all right. We keep making moves up and there are other concerns here. I mean, we've talked about the concerns of Castillo and Barrios and Darvish and McClanahan and Montas and I felt Justin Verlander. They're going to let him throw for as long as he could go honestly this Mm -hmm. year. So as far as innings relative to other guys, like I don't yeah, you know, maybe you can say Montes should get more innings or so than Verlander, but really it's kind of close. Same with Castillo Barrios, but they have their other warts. And, you know, Verlander with that velocity, 95, that's exactly where he was. That feels yeah. great. Yeah, it's funny. I've been thinking a lot, you know, there's obviously spring
1: training. So we get a lot of tweets that are like, none of this means anything. And I very much <laughs> echo that, right? Especially the home runs. Like home runs don't mean anything. You don't oh, know yeah. what a pitcher's working on. But I will say this, and maybe I'm wrong there are certain things in a pitch that are quantifiable early on, right? The amount of movement isn't necessarily going to change too drastically, or maybe it will. Um, The velo could theoretically jump up or down, but if a guy's sitting where he usually sits, that could be a good indication of things. Why do I bring this up? Uh, Pitching bot Cameron Grove on Twitter has been doing this amazing thing where he's been releasing his pitch quality stuff on certain pitchers at the end of each or the next day after it processes. And I watched, verlander pitch and the command was a little erratic in the beginning but i didn't mind because the velo looks good i looked at the baseball savant movement stuff that's available now for a lot of florida spring training parks and i was like wow the the movement looks really good he's actually getting a little more sweep on on the slider and then i was i you know i added you i said you bumping him up you said yeah and i was like yeah i think i'm gonna bump him up too and then he released that tweet where the the stuff did not grade well at all Mm. Um, And it really echoed the fear that I have, which is we Verlander clearly went to Houston, used some sticky stuff and got a lot of really good results. And I really wonder if the lack of rise that his fastball gets or doesn't get, I should say, as a result of not using the sticky stuff is a domino that doesn't make the entire thing fall. It's not a house of cards. That's not Verlander. But if it does make him
0: not be the guy that we think he can be, even with that below. That's a great concern. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, I and it could also be something that I mean, this is the first time we've really seen Verlander pitch in any capacity for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am going to push back a little bit about pitches can improve from the first time we see them in the spring. Yeah. Um, course, yeah. I am also going to mention Mike Miner having 92 plus velocity last year and then not having it when the season hit. Uh, so what I will say is that if Verlander had the same stuff grades, I mean, that's insane. And he's a top 10 guy, essentially with the same velocity and the same stuff grades. Uh, I am very curious if like, I'm trying to visualize what we think the floor is with Verlander at that velocity. Mm. Right. It could be like a Toby, you know, he could turn into like a three, eight with a one, 20 in a in a 22 percent K rate or something like that but i just i don't know if i really see that you know so that's why i feel all right of being like all right i'll just draft verlander and i don't think i'll get too burned by it but yeah i mean it's still a mystery right now it's absolutely a risk um i felt the velocity was enough for me to push him up a little bit I guess the reason I bring it up is because I worry. I always
1: worry about misrepresenting myself on Twitter because I try to just release factual information. But I hope people don't read that and be like, "Verlander's back. He's an ace again.
0: He's mm-hmm. the velocity's here. Th- there's he's an ace again." There's, yeah, that I, other I wrestle with this a lot because I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I love expressing joy. <laughs> but you're a forty five thousand <laughs> boy on Twitter. <000. laughs> All right, uh, I meant it like I, you know, if I see something that's pretty cool, I'll say this is awesome and great and everything. But I. You know, I'm just reacting in like excitement, but mm-hmm. that obviously can know I'm not blind to the fact that that can be translated to like, oh, that means I need to draft it more or something like that. Yeah. And I got to be careful yeah. about that as well. Um, I mean, that's I'm cool. certainly I certainly feel that way in that moment. And then I like look back at my team. Like, oh, this is stupid. I should have. Yeah, I got to I don't know. It's just really fun to be like, guys, I just want us all to be really happy that like this thing happened. You know, Sephora is doing like 97. Oh, man, that's awesome. This hmm. command isn't totally back. So I didn't move him, but like, that's really cool though. To see Severino at 97, that's huge. Right. So we'll see. Let's move on to the, actually,
1: before we do, before we move on to what tier five is and what it's called and why I call that, we're going to take a quick break. You can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus, and you're gonna get your first month free with promo code We're back. We're looking at tier number five, 29 through 35. Carlos Rodon, Chris Bassett, Dylan Cease, Blake Snell, Zach Gallen, Tyler, Molly, and Pablo Lopez. Biggest riser in this one, Chris Bassett, but not because he went to the Mets, it would seem. Why
0: is he jumping up 12 spots? Why is it, what is it called? And why is it called that? We did it again. (laughs) We did it. You did (laughs) it. You did it. I did it. Shirts are fine. I have a good name for this one. All right. What is it? The Gamjabar. The Gamjabar. Because you look at it and you're like, I don't know if I want to put my hand in this. And it's going to be like, you have your hand in. You're like, oh, this is painful. And then you're (laughs) going to realize that you're fine. Everything (laughs) is fine. That's why it's a ganja bar. What I can't say, put your hand in something. Well, it's like I'm not looking at Chris Bassett thinking if I want to put my hand in him, like not in him, it's the tear. it's the tear. Okay, Okay? all right. (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, you get Chris Bassett, you should be really fine. I pushed them up 12 spots because I took to heart what you were talking about with the slider last year. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, you know, someone asked me the question, like, Nick, who is Zach Wheeler and Sandy Alcatara of this year, right? Like, last year I was really big on the guys getting lots of innings who had a, an effective fastball who could maybe see improvements from like more sliders. Uh, Chris Bassett is the first one I could think of because uh, he has a fastball that doesn't get hit hard. He has the volume capability, especially in New York where like if he doesn't get a comebacker again, he's yeah. pitching the entire year uh, for a Mets team that will need him to get innings. Mm-hmm. And with that slider possibly being used more for strikeouts as well, the four seamer being a whiff pitch. Is Sinker still avoiding uh damage? Like, I'm all for Chris Bassett. It's kind of surprising uh that I found myself in this situation. But having missed, you know, you're at you're at uh SP 30 at this point for me, for Chris Bassett, that's past a lot of the other secure guys, really that tier of the teens um of the of the square slices <laughs> mm. where they're like more dependable innings. And like, yeah, you need some dependable innings with still some upside. Like, that's Chris Bassett. So I have him at 30.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to to put it there. Um, I, I dig that analysis of it because it kind of makes me think of like a Stroman in terms of longevity, but then adding additional Ks to it, like adding a real nice width, which right. 25% yeah. K
0: rate could actually stay or even go higher if that slider does sustain.
1: Yeah, I dig it. I really dig it. Um, Anyone, uh, so Blake Snell, I imagine, literally might as well call that negative three, the change up mention. Yeah, three
0: come three. on, man. I know it's like yeah. the smallest thing. But I will say I did want to increase uh, Rodon slightly um, because of the uh, the move to San Francisco. Not so much because it's still concerns there about is the velocity going to hold and for how long. Um, but I figured I had Snell in that tier four um, right where Castillo was. And I said, you know what? Yeah, if he brings back that change up, it's a bit concerning. And now there's just back to me being like, I don't know what we're going to get from Snell. Well, Cease at least like, OK. They're probably going to be at worst a four-year right, again, and that's all right. You know, sure, we'll we'll deal with that when we get there. Um, Gallon takes a very small hit, but just because of the the bursitis. They've already said that he's missing at least the first week of the first pass, which I kind of translate to being like the fifth starter, effectively, because mm-hmm. um, he would be the first one, right? He'd be the opening day guy. So it's not that big of a hit, but it's some question mark, and I don't like having that question mark. But sure. I still want Gallon. He's at thirty-three.
1: No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, moving on into tier six, thirty-six through forty-six. This is the tier that had my draw on the floor <laughs> the most. Some good, some questionable, but I'm very excited to talk. Yeah, about go this. ahead. Yeah. So, Clevenger, Severino, Anderson, Kopech, Patrick Sandoval, Iavaldi, Kershaw, Erod, Logan Gilbert, Shohei Otani, and Framber
0: Valdez. What's it called? Why is it called that? It's called. Household decorum. Oh, okay. And what I mean by that is, some people are going to step into this house and be like, oh, I absolutely love that chair and what you've done on the wall. Mm-hmm. And some people are going, like, absolutely not. I would never make my house this way. Yeah. And for me, I think I've built a wonderful house here. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful apartment, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, and, I get that. And I hope that it does work out. I hope that it does become, you know, a, a sustainable living space. (laughs) But uh, yeah, there are some serious questions. And the main theme of tier six in this way is we're getting past the point of dependability. Uh, And I find myself often saying, okay, the distance between what's on the board and what will be on the waiver wire is getting thinner and thinner, It's becoming more and more apparent. Uh, There are still a lot of guys that will, discernibly help you and they still exist in tier seven but as far as tier six goes there are a lot that are that could make a much larger impact and they could be off your team by the end of april but that's where we're at i'm going to go for those guys keeping with your
1: theme here i'm, I'm walking through your house and i'm seeing a lot of beautiful <laughs> french impressionism okay i oh, see lovely. the clevenger as my 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 you know my diga and i see the the you guy know got the guy on there yep yeah. The Kopeck as the Cezanne, and there's a beautiful mm. Pizarro and a, and a Renoir. Where's and the Van Gogh? A, Come on, uh, I see a Francis Bacon. I see something. that <laughs> meets me. him back? Yeah, he's back. He came back. I Why see is a, he always here? I don't know because he's great. I love. I love. I, I, ironically, I love. I love. I Francis mean, knowledge bacon. is power. Fast, but <laughs> very good. The Francis Bacon cast, um, where we always debate the merits of who the better Bacon is. Uh,
0: <laughs> I I I think there's which one a little is wrong? Craziness. Which uh, which Patrick one? What Sandoval is? At oh, it's Patrick Sandoval at forty. Well, okay, forget the number. <laughs> I always will tell you this. <laughs> no, Nick, no, no the number doesn't you? matter. No, 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 it's no, a you top one hundred podcast ranking. No, 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 no. You know this. You know this okay. over the years. The number doesn't matter. It's relative to the landscape. It always is, right? The number I had to remove four guys already ahead of him. And I had to push other guys down. I had to push down Shohei Otani uh, because yeah. he's the absolute hipster. Kershaw I had to do because I don't know what we're, you know, the, the health and everything. He's very close to Sandoval. But ultimately, ultimately, I said, you know what? Sandoval has a larger ceiling to chase this year. And we don't also know how Kershaw's injury is going to affect him exactly. Okay. Uh, Fran Amber Valdes and Marcus Stroman, I found myself, that's a, that's a situation if the wall, the house is for you or not. Innings wise, both of those guys are going to get more than uh, Patrick Sandoval, I believe. What's the quality going to be? Remember, Val a sinker, gets crushed. It gets mm-hmm. crushed. And we saw what happens when that, you know, when this curveball doesn't bail him out, you know, when he doesn't get out with that sinker. And Marcus Stroman is perpetually in this like, is he going to have a 115 whip like last year, or is he going to have the 130 whips that he's had before? Right, I don't know, and I I actually don't even know in season if I will have a good answer on Marcus Stroman. We've been waiting for him to have a slider and cutter, do everything, all you know, uh, and like take over or not. And we're so close to a lot of things. And and look at all of Tier Seven, lots of question marks. Even Eduardo Rodriguez, you realize he had like a 137 WHIP last year. You realize like it was it was rough, uh, for him. Yeah. Like, and I know it will get better, and that's why I pushed him up 15 spots because I don't think I was waiting how much. Detroit will affect Eduardo Rodriguez. The fact still remains His four seamer is four seamers. Great. And oh. the changeup goes in and out. Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, okay. And, okay. and the cutter slider are cool. still like called strikes. I don't know. Meanwhile, Patrick Sandoval changeup is elite. We know that Uh slider is, I think could take another step forward. Curveball is a called strike machine. Um, and it's just a question like Framber Valdez of how, badly the singer will affect him the good news about pablo sandoval oh my god the irish panda of patrick sandoval is that we don't see the same whip totals that we see from fam rebel we don't see the same walk rates essentially and that's a benefit in in patrick sandoval's favor so i understand if you want you guys want to push him down i i absolutely get it it's just it, it found i found myself in a hard spot to be able to push guys ahead because this whole thing is like all right Take your take your poster, you know, and make your wall, make your room, you know, yeah. and make your own decorum.
1: I don't know. I just I have, I have difficulty t- like everyone around him has it, two pitches, except maybe for does And I I just I think the walk rate is a real big concern. I think he still doesn't have a fastball. I had that gift last night of the sinker change up together, but I just don't think the sinker is really good. The four seamer is really bad. The curveball is the, ball, maybe the weakest up- part.
0: Yeah, he's the maybe um, the
1: curveball. He threw fewer than 200 curveballs and it had like a
0: 500 Woba. It like. like yeah, but not. OK, how, how many. Uh, OK, so the, about the curveball, that, uh-huh. that is a doesn't affect. That's like your Dylan Bundy curveball. That's like your Alex Cobb curveball. OK, that is your early breaker for a strike, which is an effective tool. It's not supposed to be the answer, but it's sure. supposed to be an effective strike tool. And I think that will continue doing that. Ignore the the results of it, because I don't think it's a very high number. Of how many okay. times, like actually swat into play and stuff. It's about the changeup in the slider for Patrick Sandoval. And I think both of those pitches are very good with the changeup being elite. The question is how much the fastball is going to be a detriment or not. And we've seen, we've seen how good he can be. Overall, his 22% hard contact rate ranked 19th in the majors among starters last year for Patrick Sandoval. That is fantastic. Uh, and I wonder if that can stick the 10% walk rate. I think we'll go down. I actually thought it was better than that, uh, which is actually some people probably shouted at me, Nick Frambois Valdez's walk rate and Patrick Sandoval's are not far enough away. Uh, not I, far apologize. Enough, yeah. I apologize for that. Uh, hard contact be better though for Patrick Sandoval. And I think, I, I think with the tools that he has, we see a longer season, more than 87 innings. I think we'll get a better version uh, this year. All right, we can we can pick up
1: more Patrick Sandoval in my rankings cuz that's probably going to be where we're the furthest away on. I I the other one that I got most pissed off about because I was scared if I was putting him too high and then was I did E-Rod. it or something. Oh. Yeah, and then you did it was Erod because I I agree. I was like, man, Erod's getting dangerously close to 30 and uh, not 30 like into a uh, top 40 I should say. And I was like, man, maybe I'll keep him around 42 43 and then there he is right at 43 because I do think that there could be a nice small step forward there just by being in Detroit. And he's been a a, a floor enough in a lot of ways. So I I really like to see that there. Talk to me a little bit about Logan Gilbert
0: rising up six. Yeah, I did not know where to put Logan Gilbert. And this is more of a gut feeling that Logan Gilbert will develop the slider and or change up uh to take the next step forward the one thing i really like about gilbert is that he's essentially gonna be free when it comes to innings like he's gonna be mm-hmm. let go i think mm-hmm. by the mariners this year yeah uh, i and that fastball is excellent it's just waiting for one other pitch to take over we saw it at times last year with the slider and this is a ceiling play at 44 um i think it's safer to go for famer valdez or marcus stroman i don't think anyone will really debate that but to me I, I think there's a lot more to go uh, with Logan Gilbert and I wanted to, I found myself leaning. Yeah. You know what? I want to take the chance on Gilbert because honestly the recovery, like let's say you go Stroman or Valdez, like, yeah, it's a benefit versus a waiver wire, but I think there's enough opportunity for recovery um, on the waiver wire that I feel okay. Taking the chance on Gilbert instead.
1: There's another guy in this next tier that I feel the same way about, and that's tier seven, 47 through 58. We're looking at Stroman Means, Sonny Gray, Jose Arkidi, Sean Manaya, Tariq Skubel, Adam Wainwright, Jordan Montgomery, Alex Wood, Luis Garcia, uh, tout number one boy, Ranger Suarez, and Yuascar Inoa. What is
0: it called, and why is it called that? Oh, man. Okay. This, I guess I'm doing like a food thing today. <laughs> I like the themes that and, and, I, I don't know. It's just kind of there. Um, I guess I, uh, I guess I'll go with cookies and cream. Cause it's like, you know, I'm not going to be upset if I have cookies and cream, you know, it's not, it's not my favorite. It's not yeah. like, it's not like my top tier thing, but it's like, all right, you know, I've got some cookies and cream and like, this is <laughs> going to laugh at the people over there. who Got to do for me. Like, Oh man, you got to deal with, uh, I'm going to say an ice cream flavor. Everyone's going to be rioting at me. So not ice cream over there. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm already pretty upset about the cookies and
1: cream, to be honest, because that's a, that's a top, that's an S tier, but okay. Wow. Is it really? Egg, oh, what? <laughs>
0: thats yes, it's an s tier i'm sorry uh i apologize okay you know what make What's it like briars maybe it's like briars is what i should call this really what is so it like ben and flavor? jerry's and like hagen dazs or something like i gotta settle for the the briars or like the French. tell us my tell favorite us flavor me. is chocolate yes. fudge brownie chocolate okay, brownie what, is the that's best very one. good i
1: thought yeah. you were gonna come and be like uh pistachio you dingus um, yeah that's
0: what right. i was thinking to say <laughs> 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 yeah no come on. no that, um, i'm gonna call this i'm gonna call this the briars frozen dessert dairy dessert tier okay okay at least i'm happy i have some ice cream but like i'm not happy that bad that i have to gorge on this
1: (laughs) you're well you do want to gorge a little bit on these two guys who rise more than 10 and that's adam wainwright and alex wood i i dig that adam wainwright one man i think people are just like hey great job last year you little old fart one it's never gonna happen again but i
0: i think it could and i i dig this this is typically what happens to me is I start favoring all the young guys a lot in my earlier mm-hmm. rankings. And then as I get going through the preseason, I find myself finding the need to get some more security and, and someone that's like, okay, you know what? I feel like I have a reasonable floor. I can feel like I'd start them constantly and stuff. Adam Wade, right? Still being in the NL central is a great thing with an amazing defense curveball Still great. Like he's not going to excite you. He's not going to have a three year, array Like last year. Hmm. I think it's going to be good enough that you're not going to drop him through the year, and the same really goes for Alex Wood when he does start. I hope to see 92. Um, it's going to be something that I think he actually did. He go to today? I didn't. I didn't follow it. Um, yeah, I think he goes tonight. Tonight, because I remember. I think he I might posted it this right morning for the uh, in the morning tweet. And by the way, if you guys didn't know, um, I I put out those where uh, who to watch on TV tweets. Right, it's back starting pictures. I do it every morning. And everyone has always asked, I think for like three years, four years straight, like, hey, Nick, do you do a review of these? And I've never done them until now, because now the Plus Pitch podcast in the morning for PL Plus members only is going to review those tweets. So if you want the updates on those, you got to get PL Plus and get the podcast. Uh, And it's wonderful. It's going to go Monday through Friday. Even this morning, I reviewed the entire weekend's worth of tweets. So definitely go check that out um so all right so alex wood i hope you know i think slider being excellent last year 92 miles per hour really helped him against san francisco it's a good thing so yeah i trust him more than i do luis garcia just a little bit um only because luis Garcia's slider disappeared in him last year and it's just a cutter and i don't know and then then there's ranger suarez going up seven fast and I'm so proud of you. You have a baseball in your hand today and not an orange. No, this is actually an orange. I just take a bite. Of it. Uh, and- <laughs> peel it
1: off. Yeah, exactly. No, this is an. Are you OK, Nick? This is an orange. Um, yeah. <laughs> why- so
0: why should I be happy? About- oh, you are just happy that I have a baseball and not an orange? Yes. Well, and also I I, I drafted Ranger Suarez in Tout Wars fast. He- your first pitcher off the board. Yeah. was Ranger Suarez at $7. And before everyone freaks out and go, what? You're such a hypocrite. It's a spark league. That is, you have to you have to have two relievers, and it's points that heavily emphasizes innings pitched. And to me, Ranger Suarez at seven dollars is worth more than some of the closers that went around ten dollars um, yeah. in that same spot. So I thought I was very happy and sneaky, but then I looked and saw, oh my god, I have Ranger Suarez on my team, and I couldn't believe it. It was very poetic. And they were they were yelling at me also during the Dylan Cease auction to like get one bid in. <laughs> yeah, you should. I that couldn't even sneak it in. It went up to really? nineteen. And then yeah. I forced Alec Manoa to go at 21 just to prove a point. That's good. That's good. Prove a um, point. <laughs>
1: tier number eight, maybe keeping with our food theme, it it's, it's, uh, starts and ends with Gray, 59 through 67, ah. John Gray, Tristan McKenzie, Joe Ryan, Tanner Hauck, Eric Lauer, Noah Syndergaard, Steven Strasburg,
0: Aaron Ashby, and Josiah Gray. What's it called? Why is it called that? Um, no, oh, I'm not gonna. I had a name, and I was like, I'm not gonna do. Th- oh, wait, no, that's next tier. I have, I have a really good one, <laughs> but it's not this one. Okay, uh, this, this one is your. I'm just saying with the same, same theme, the prepackaged meat. Okay, oh, okay, right? You go to the, you go to the supermarket. You're trying to get those tier seven guys. You mm-hmm. know, you're like, hey, can I get some? Uh, can I can get some uh, honey maple turkey, please. And they go, no, we don't got it. You gotta, you gotta get the pre-packaged. We're out of it. Hey sure. No, what? I don't. I mean, I gotta get my honey, maple turkey. You know, I gotta have that. What but... was that? <laughs> it was me struggling to say honey maple turkey.
1: That what is was honey. It was every <laughs> consonant in the alphabet.
0: <laughs> what is a honey table murky? <laughs> If pe- you messed it up again, if people
1: are listening on this, no, like double I purposely speed. all said they that, heard, right. <laughs> all they heard on Double Speed was you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So,
0: do we got, no, no, do we like got... my my mind was saying yes, Nick, it's Honey Table Murky. I'm like, no, <laughs> okay. it's not though. All right, yeah, and anyway, it was it, it, it was back a good try. Was mate. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right, back we got three
1: three big risers here that are over ten, and that's Mackenzie Ryan and Noah Syndergaard. Walk me through all three of those.
0: Okay, so. <laughs> I'm just remembering our discussion about Norris Syndergaard. It's like you don't believe me. Oh, um, that was so funny. <laughs> uh, I'll let you tell them about that. But uh, Tristan McKenzie and Joe Ryan, look, it's more about Tanner Houck falling eight spots because I'm he feeling, was next. Like, what? It's <laughs> more about that. No, no, spot. but okay, I think like right. that's the representation of why those other two okay. guys are higher. Okay. So, so it's about the point of like, this, as we were saying before, who am I drafting that I can trust to start? Hmm. And I felt tristan mckenzie joe ryan you know what i would let them fly early in the season tanner hauck i wouldn't uh but there is a longer ceiling i think that we're all interested in however it's a tough opening weekend for the uh or up opening couple weeks for the red sox uh and i think his slider is too inconsistent still still six, sub 65 percent strike rate that i got really excited like oh no the red sox are gonna let him go and the is gonna be nice and it's gonna be good and yeah. And I'm like, nah, not so much. So the same thing with Aaron Ashby. He's down to 66 minus five for the same exact reason. But yeah, McKenzie, Ryan, Lauer, um, and Syndergaard. So I'll let you talk about Syndergaard, but Lauer is something I've been saying for a while. It's like, I'm just getting him the the draft because yeah. I feel like the increased velocity is really nice. Milwaukee would let him go. You'll feel good about that early on. So this is like the last tier of that. It's like a mix of holding on for the upside that I really like, but then the other side of like, yeah, these are guys that have upside, but also I would start right away yeah um that makes sense um, Syndergaard so, tell us about Syndergaard yeah, fast well
1: Syndergaard I, I was doing research on him and googled him and saw that he was throwing without restrictions and I knew that Nick was drafting instead of touts I was like hey like there were a report came out like oh, what 17 minutes ago saying Noah Syndergaard is isn't he's not throwing with any restrictions and Nick was like you got a source for that and
0: I was like <laughs> what
1: like, Nick, you think I'm just making things up right I now? I wanted yeah, to read like, sure. more. Here's the source. I wanted, okay. I
0: wanted to, like, read the entire extent of it. And what like I, I saw was, line. no, I, I didn't distrust you. I wanted to be like, oh, what's the, uh, I want to, like, dissect every sentence or every word of this. And it was that he threw one curveball. There was no mention of a slider yet, yeah, which was annoying. Because if it's unrestricted, I want to see him, like, spin off slides. But, yeah, man, I got my slider working, you know, it feels yeah, like the course. old thing. And, like, nothing so far. So I'm still a little bit hesitant. But the fact that they are saying that, being like, yeah, he's going to start in the season. It's going to be okay. Fine. Then, uh, then I push them above Strasburg because Strasburg does seem like it's going to be longer than yeah. uh, than we anticipated. And I might be dropping him in two weeks or so in my ranks because I'm I'm right now drafting Strasburg. Understanding. Because, like, we're right there at the point of, like, ready to drop. Sure. Um, so with Strasburg, you draft him. And you just see what happens the next two and a half weeks. And you make a decision before the start of the year being like, do you want to hold on to this or not? If he's not starting at the beginning of the year, like he's either going to be on the IL. So you just put him in the IL spot. Or if he is starting, then we will know what he is. And then you drop or hold that. So like, you'll be able to still make your decision, which I do like. But it's not, you know, I'm a little less encouraged than uh, Noah Syndergaard.
1: It's funny. I, I actually, so you and I have the same logic, but are approaching it differently. That's why I thought you were actually going to drop Strasburg because he could theoretically, like you said, go on the aisle and then that's fine. And it doesn't matter. Or if he's going out and throwing like three or two or three games at 40, 50 pitches. And he well, still yeah, then,
0: then I would drop though. Like I, I want to know, I want to have the knowledge. And like it's right now, tier eight is like, I mean, I shouldn't have called it prepackaged me. It's like, This is pencils down or something, you know, it's the moment of, oh, we're all right. Like now is the point of like, I'm ready to drop things, you know, make the choice of do I want to stash Josiah Gray and Aaron Ashby or not, you know, or Tanner Houck. Uh, Because when we get to tier nine in a moment, we'll see that it's really getting apparent. All right. Well, tier nine starts right now. (laughs) Um, 68 through 75, Yunjin
1: Rio, (laughs) Anthony Discofani, Steven Metz. Ty Lore, McGill, Reed Detmers, Zach Eflin, Alex Cobb, and Bailey Ober. What's it called? Why is it called that?
0: Um, this is the job fair because you're going to have the ability just to get what you want. Um, and uh, just like you're going to see these opportunities, but okay, pick the one that you want to go with. I have been very vocal, I think, about not trusting Hyunjin Ryu for this year. I think there's just too much room to fix. Um, and it's a bad division for him and everything just, it's not worth like he's i don't think he's going to be the same borderline ace or something that he was in the past i think those days are gone and it's just gonna be kind of frustrating rostering uh Ryu moving forward desco fine he's in san francisco he's not going to necessarily harm you but it's not really this exciting play um just don't start him against the dodgers i uh, steven mats we've talked about with the cardinals and stuff but that's cool um the real thing that and again it's like not that it's like so borderline to it being a toby or not if you're like really searching for like i need some innings or something fine go with those but the other half of this a lot is you have some unranked guys that are jumping up tyler mcgill reed detmers and zach efflin efflin might be ready for opening day now i want to get in on that i want to draft this and see how that looks you know and if it doesn't then like move on be ready to say like okay this is the time where i'm just like taking chances making mistakes get messy the miss frizzle method right reed detmers looks Fantastic, curveballs yeah. for strikes, sliders for whiffs. Like he looked so good. The yeah. only issue I will say, I mean, let's say he does even get the sixth rotation spot, which I don't know because I met mean, Berea's pitch before for the Angels, and like they could just like hold back Detmers to like May or something. But it is the sixth of the Angels, and that's different than say Patrick Sandoval and and Noah Syndergaard. Like at the end of it, that means he might get skipped and stuff to limit him. It just is a lot more complicated. <laughs> yeah right also could have a starting job in a week because that rotation is made of glass absolutely this is also why like if so i would draft that mercy what happens and then it's okay to let it go tyler mcgill's throwing harder now that is why he's here and yeah, i don't I was- know if taiwan walker is going to be ready for opening day or not there was a report saying he wasn't then some people were saying that maybe they're saying he would be again you draft him you figure it out you see what you want to do i still don't love the change up inside of tyler mcgill fastball velocity going up is a fantastic thing and by like over a tick that's a significant deal when it's now 95 96 pushing 97 even that's yeah. a huge thing with how good his fastball was last year it gets even better now we're kind of looking closer towards like a brandon woodruff type if he can get a good slider and change it for strikes right there's mm. some there's something exciting about that if that velocity sticks so that that's why these guys are in this tier yeah Uh i thought <clears throat> excuse me i thought it was gonna be called like
1: the spring is sprung tier solely because of mcgill and reed because th- they've it's been exciting I, i'm not
0: a bottomless well of creativity fast sometimes i mm. need some help
1: no <laughs> um yeah i i oh, never mind i was gonna make a mean joke i'm not going to um alex Cobb, rising 12 i dig i i the more i dug into him too i just like wait we're talking about a guy with a a top five splitter in baseball going to a team that just had another guy with a top splitter in baseball. Mm. And we're just ignoring the fact that that could be really, really good. And he's almost free in drafts. Like that's great.
0: Yeah. You want to, if you want to get a starter for the opening weekend or so, just see how Alex Cobb goes. It's not the worst stream you can go with. Yeah, dig it. Moving into Tier 10, 76 through 86, Michael Lorenzen,
1: Jesus Lizardo, Luis Patino, Nick Lodolo, Matt Brash, George Kirby, Kyle Muller, Nick Martinez, Patrick Corbin, Mitch Keller, and Christian Javier. What is it called? And more importantly, can more than half of this list enter into a bar legally?
0: Okay? <laughs> okay. So it's called South Paw Patrol, and it's uh, PAW is also Prospects Are Watched, uh, okay. just so you know. And you're watching them south because it's Arizona and Florida. Um, but it's this is the tier of like, like, yeah, you see like, Nick Lodolo, Matt Brash and George Kirby and Kyler, uh, Kyle Muller uh, and Mitch Keller. Like these are guys that uh, Mitch Keller has a rotation spot, we believe. But the other mm-hmm. ones, Lodolo looked great. Matt Brash, he for look great things. I know George Kirby was, was throwing harder. He did get rocked a bit. Yeah. But there is a fifth spot to be earned in Seattle. There's a fifth spot to be earned in Cincinnati. If Lodola gets the Cincinnati one, oh, my, he's going to rocket up draft boards. If Matt Brash gets it, are you kidding? And it's it, it, same with George Kirby. If George Kirby earns it in the fifth spot in Seattle, right? Kyle Muller could be the guy for Atlanta because there is no guy for Atlanta number five right now. Yeah. Uh, and if any of those guys get it, Kyle Muller, I'm less excited about because we saw some inconsistencies last year. But he has performed well thus far. I think he went today and did well. It's something to monitor here. And between Brash and Kirby, I won't be surprised if one of them got it. And if you have like two spots, you're just like, I don't know what to do with this. Just get both and wait and see even, you know? Uh, it's not the worst strategy to do. So then you have the guy, then you have an extra roster spot too for the, whoever you do drop. Because you do want to have some roster flexibility in the beginning. Uh, I want you to focus on this, guys, are listening. Like, This is a strategy you can implore if you're drafting right now michael orenson another one i don't i wasn't too impressed from the video i saw in spring but he's mid to upper 90s and has a change of it, earned two whiffs and a uh, slider that looks decent like maybe that works as a number five for uh the the angels i mean that's what this entire tier is christian javier is at the end of it because i don't know how many innings he's going to get for the astros who could split time with jaco de rizzi mm. um but i uh, yeah this, these guys are interesting this is this
1: is a Nick list right here. I got. Oh say, yeah. This is it's good to see you back in form. It feels like <laughs> you're, you're really, it, it really feels like we're we're at the Nick part, and I feel like this is a big moment for us because this is where I feel comfortable disagreeing with a lot of these, but right. I have a lot of respect for what I'm seeing here. And I'll, I'll start by, like, I don't know how many of these guys are going to end up on on teams, and I've got guys ranked differently. But I will say there was a really good conversation that uh, was had today about Brash and this bizarre kind of breaking pitch that he has. Oh, yeah, the curveball slash slider. I read your Twitter. It's It was interesting. We got a lot of really smart people chiming in, far smarter than I. And uh, it was a really fun uh thread to check out that 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 breaking pitch is interesting it's filthy it's, a really it's filthy pitch. whatever it is it's yeah. nasty it is it's nasty it's really exciting and he could be one of those guys that were like who's matt brash i mean he hasn't pitched over double a but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't doesn't be at some point for the Mar- for the mariners I mean, we've seen yeah. guys
0: just jump straight to it. chris paddock did yeah <laughs> rest in peace um, well i mean yeah. it was a great 2019 uh luis castillo did as well um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's about, this is very much my mentality, right? The misfrizzle yes. method, as I've said before, it's about adaptation and drafting. And again, it's not a best ball league, you know, take those chances here. Don't settle for your tier 11, uh, mm-hmm. essentially don't settle for those guys. I, one of the things I dislike the most, uh, I'm ranting. I've said this, I've had this rant so many times, but what I really dislike is you draft your team and then like you do the fantasy pros ranking. Like who who had the best draft? You have an A+, you have a B. All that is is just taking the season long projections for your team and comparing it with everybody else's. That is not your season long team. Yeah. And you should be drafting as if you're with the anticipation that it won't be your season long team, that you know you're going to be dropping guys and replacing them. So throw yourself a bone and put yourself in a situation where you can hit on so many impactful things at the end of your drafts, rather than settling for your 23rd starter, your 23rd best player. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. be trying to get your 23rd best player with your 23rd pick. you'd be trying to get like your 10th to 15th or so. That's the strategy you should be having.
1: Um, last thing I want to talk about in this tier, uh, Mitch Keller is an important lesson in trying to remove any biases that you have mentally, right? Like a lot of people are immediately like done, been there burned before slider not and curveball were, were rough though, but the velocity is up. So that's good. I, I, am just saying, don't fully, don't fully write off a guy. When you hear a guy has added two ticks of velocity and it's sustaining, don't say, Okay, well, I'm done. I' sorry. He burned me last year, and I'm done. Because then a lot, of, I some people felt that way about he's, Robbie Ray,
0: right? He's in tier eleven. He's in Justin Dunn. He is
1: oh, uh, well, you really got me on that one. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> with that said, moving into <laughs> tier eleven uh, with Justin Dunn, and this is the final tier. So, cue the final countdown: um, eighty-seven through one hundred. Um, uh, Kyle Gibson, Aaron Savali, Zach Thompson, Justin Dunn, Marco Gonzalez. Carlos Carrasco plummets down 12. Rich Hill, Cal Quantrill, Tony Gonzalez, Casey Mize really takes a hit down 28. Zach Plezak, Herman Marquez, Carlos Hernandez. And a uh, number 100 that you got some explaining to do in
0: Miles Michaelis. This is the, uh, uh, I want to say it's the Dark Souls message. I... Uh, as you stand up, I knew you'd laugh if you if you were near the mic because it I, says I, no I, item I, ahead. <laughs> ah, I thought it said uh, a different one about a finger that I wasn't going to mention. Oh, I wow, okay, no. Uh, I essentially says like no, 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 no that you're in the wrong place. You don't need to go exploring down yeah. here. Turn around and yeah. go to the other place instead. No, um, hidden I, path. Yeah. I can explain it really quickly. Miles Michael's at 100. He's there because he's on the Cardinals and the Cardinals face some weak teams. You might actually want to start him the first week. You've changed. That's all. That's all. We no, know I, with the pick. No, you yeah, can go ahead. Oh, the pick 100 the pick- is supposed to be interesting. I know. I had no one left. I, I actually said it on the stream. You can go watch it. It's like pick 100 is supposed to be someone interesting. All the interesting guys are in tier 10. I had no one left. I didn't want to do it as Carlos Hernandez. I actually had to remove Shane Boz during the list yeah because of the uh, because of the loose elbows. Uh loose pieces in his elbow. Loose elbows. <laughs> oh god. He's like walking around like, "Oh my god. <laughs> my elbows." I was, like freaking out. Um <laughs> he has a wacky waving inflatable flailing tube man. Exactly. Um I do wonder if that ba- so
1: Baz is supposed to miss 2 to 3 weeks and then to return. I do wonder if since he wasn't going to get 100 and t- over 100 to 120 anyway, if that's No, not no, no. Still it's, it's
0: two to three weeks of no pitching and then resume throwing. Hmm. So it's so he's right now it's the end of okay so it's the 21st or so that essentially means he resumes throwing on April 11th which means he probably needs a month or so from there so then it becomes the middle of May and that's really so what I, I would anticipate even that like my I was locking
1: him in for like 100 110 innings you can do that in May you can do Oh I was
0: I was I was saying 130 but like yeah my my idea was um and that's 130 that's different than normal because it's the raise 130, yeah, uh, like four, then five, and five, and you know, like that's a good point. That's a really right? good point. Uh, but anyway, I know you're disappointed about Michaelis. I thought it was an interesting guy because it used to be someone else. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird because it's he's appeared again and you haven't thought about Miles Michaelis in a while. It might have. It's like between him and Dakota Hudson, who do I trust more? A little bit. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just do Michaelis. Um, it's a good, it's a good opening schedule. Same with Kyle Gibson, 87, dude. He gets the. Um, I don't know, like the, the weekend athletics, like they are just not a good offense now. And that's yeah. the third game of the year for the Phillies, which should be Gibson. It could be Eflin. So that might change, but it could be Gibson. And then he would get Miami after that. And for that first week, if you have Bat Boz that you're stashing or Aaron Ashby or something like that, you're like, Oh no, I need another starter this week. Could be Kyle Gibson. Hmm. Um, Justin Dunn's very interesting with Cincinnati. He has an opportunity to be the number four there i liked his increased velocity last year he got injured has two breakers that one of them could really show maybe it's that curveball zach thompson's interesting but i found myself just not really buying too much into it and like these aren't bad guys like gibson savali thompson justin dunn marco gonzalez carlos carrasco Kyle Quantrill, which like all of them aren't inherently bad pitchers it's just i don't think that they are going to push the needle much and if they do like there might be under wire that you pick up in season when they're doing the different thing. I would yeah. rather chase the higher ceiling of the other guys ahead. So keep that in mind with tier 11.
1: So the one guy that I was a little shocked that wasn't on here at all that fell off completely, with the reason being, how will the Rays use him? Was actually Drew Rasmussen. Oh, what yeah. Is it that you've learned? Is there anything that you've learned that makes you think the Rays are not going to keep him in the rotation?
0: I don't think I even had him in the top 100 before. He was, yeah. He was, I think he was in the 80s or 90s. Uh, I think he was at 104. He was, um, yeah, something like that. I, Drew Rasmussen isn't isn't someone I target because two reasons. One, I think the Rays understand the pitch counts of Rasmussen. And a lot of their guys, like it's why Blake Snell was removed after 72, where they do the the the, the um the cost and benefit analysis. Saying at a certain pitch count, these guys are sixty percent their top ability or something like that, and they have it for every guy, and that's with Rasmussen. They're like, no, 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 you, you've gone five innings, and like you're right there that pitch count. We're just going to pull you now. And I think when Rasmussen gets some of the bad luck that he should have gotten last year, or at least the normal luck, that wall is going to be hit earlier than he was last year. Allows more base runners and stuff. The slider has not come through as we needed to nothing else. That's just a fastball that I think got a bit fortunate and that's it. That And I don't want to chase that. I don't really think that that is going to be a six inning guy at any point. Yeah. So I'm not too into Drew Rasmussen. And then I guess I was also a little bit shocked. Maybe
1: it's just because you and I think about the list differently. I kept on Flaherty sale McCullers because they should still
0: be drafted. So I made a table. Um, yeah, a tier that had exactly this because I knew yeah. ex- I, exactly that point. And it's a really tough one because I, I, I realized in the years past, it's frustrating. I, I have done the list for eight years now, which is insane. Yeah. I, oh, actually, this, yeah, this will be my eighth year. And I realized that the best method is that if you are injured and you're not expected to start this week, you are off the list. If you are confirmed to return this week, you're back on the list. And it makes it so that you know the gradual increases of someone's value based on the return from injury is just so hard to tell. That the best information I can give you is saying when they are healthy, this is them. Gauge accordingly that you want. So, but in the preseason, it's really weird where I would have them in the list and then all of a sudden pull them out in a week or so, right? So what I've done is saying, these are the guys that are not, I do not expect to be, you know, that I would be pulling, right? On come opening day. So this is the tier that as a draft I'm drafting preseason tier that's where they are there's only four guys it's Flaherty, Sale, McCullers and Boz and they're all in the seventh tier because yeah those are guys of like injury risks and like i uh, you know they're all there i uh, because that's right where the cliff was as i was describing is like okay. the cost benefit of that right gotcha. but then when they and then i have this new tier that i'm doing is tier when healthy um and that's a cool thing i'm going to keep for in season so preseason tier i don't care about but tier when healthy is i am going to keep saying like look this is where relative on this list i would have these guys yeah i and that should help you guys make decisions yeah the yeah the having the preseason tier
1: is super helpful because that's what i was looking for where it's like guys use this as a draft guide right they want to look at this list and say where would nick have them so nick would have them if he was drafting today in tier seven which begins at 47 and goes to 58 with stroman and means and gray i imagine they'd be at the front end of that
0: yeah mix around i mean it's 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 a draft by draft situation what you need if you're ahead right. in starters and you want to get another one then great yeah then you can invest in a Flaherty in a cell take chances there yeah. right but if you are behind you you need dependable stuff like no i would i would go for john means you know i think that's more important for your team um this has been very
1: fun this has been very exciting for people listening who are thinking well uh, aren't we just going to talk about this again on wednesday yeah but also totally, I, different. I looking, to host, totally different i get to
0: host guys i get to host so and our lists are different our oh, absolutely. different. Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah. Our lists are that, different. And we should I want everybody listening to go to Twitter and thank Alex Fast for getting it out on Wednesday. No, I don't want that. When he does uh, it, wait. When he does it, just thank him for getting it out promptly. Just wait till you see where I
1: have Patrick Sandoval because it's top twenty. Sixty one. Uh, <laughs> uh sixty-one. Let me see. Let me go look patrick's
0: watch you have it at like 51 or something oh like God, yeah okay. you know what's funny? I don't care. it's
1: obviously not done because i still have like 20 other people he's at 62 <laughs> that's very funny yeah i disagree <laughs> that's
0: very
1: funny. more I at 11 Wait, that's just that's just gonna be one that might be one of our board <laughs> bet guys
0: uh yeah i mean is it because of injury sorry you know what I'm not gonna ask oh you guys have to wait for the next podcast Uh, I hear that one it's going to come out on Thursday as we do um we only have I guess three more weeks of actually maybe two more weeks I think of double podcast a week for on the corner yep and then really um, exciting one next Wednesday oh man yeah we we can't tell anyone about that yet can we yeah that's a good no uh but I can we announce when the first uh first Nick and Alex baseball show should we do this yeah yeah go ahead yeah So, what's going to happen is Alex is then going to have a baby. Well, my wife is, but yeah. You know, he's going to have a new child uh, in his vicinity. (laughs) That's a great way to describe it. (laughs) So, so I will have a guest for a couple weeks on On the Corner, the first couple weeks. You know, just the most important weeks of the year, but, you know, I'm just yeah. Uh, But, Fast is going to return as we begin our brand new baseball show called the Nick and Alex baseball show. And it's nabs. going to be like nabs. Yeah. It's going to be live streamed 9 PM Eastern time on, uh, on Wednesdays. And we, I, I want to emphasize it is a show. It is not a podcast. It will be on our podcast. Network. You, sh- you should subscribe to Pitchlist uh, baseball pods. It won't be on this feed. It's going to be on the baseball one because it's a baseball show, not a fantasy one. But that's going to feel like a live show that you want to watch live. And I cannot be more excited because we've been we've been doing this for six years fast, you know, six years. And it's always been fantasy focused. It's always been with a tinge of fantasy. And I think we speak for both of us when, you know, as we've continued to do this, we feel more about the sport in general than we ever have. Yeah, 100%.
1: It's going to be very exciting to be able to just talk about all things and not have to wear that kind of uh visor that to limit ourselves to just pitching. We can we can digress yeah, in writing, right. We can talk about organizations and mentality
0: and state. It's just great. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun and I can't wait. So I look forward to that. But uh but yeah, that's it for this episode, y'all. Yeah, man. That is
1: going to do it. For episode number 314 of On the Corner, the official
0: podcast. i your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week.